Hi, my name's Tina Waldrum. Welcome to the podcast and I hope you love it and share it with others. This podcast is all about evangelism and mission, sharing Jesus in natural ways, in ways that we can all do. I interview people right across Australia and also overseas to hear what's working and how that ultimately applies to our lives, no matter who we are. Some weeks I jump on and do a little teaching myself. I hope it's helpful for you. Don't forget to check out our other free resources on our website. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Today I'm talking to Matt Nichols and we've got a fantastic topic. It is called What's in the Box? Now, what's in the box is, I guess, another uh, way, Matt, I like curiosity kills the cat. So Matt has been on our show before. Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're an evangelist, but tell us what you've been doing, uh, you know, a quick glean over your life. Yeah, I guess my main gifting is evangelism and communication. Uh, so I spend a lot of time um, in the bike scene. So I ride Harleys and my padre with Long Riders Christian Motorcycle Club. So we spend a lot of time with outlaw uh, bikers in that space, as well as running a biker church uh, once a month, which is a great opportunity for people to come and experience God in a really, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's lots that happen there and people can just come and be themselves and really encounter God. So that takes up a lot of time. I also work as a funeral celebrant. Uh, so during the week and spending time with families, working with grief, helping folks through that time, um, which is an incredible blessing. So I'm probably in front of, I don't know, a couple of thousand people a week um, at funerals, which is an amazing opportunity again to be there, deposit something in their lives. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I mean, you are around people that don't know the Lord all the time. And what I love about you, Matt, is you're so down to earth and you're so relatable uh, to people. And I love this new YouTube channel that you started as well. Tell us a little bit about that before I ask you some more pointed questions because I love this. Yeah, well, Matt's Minutes, the whole idea was storytelling to capture people's stories as we're out on the road riding around. Um, we ride every year all over Australia. Like I just did 16 days in Tasmania. You know, we're going to be in South Australia in a couple of months. And so it's about encountering people, hearing their story. Now, some of those stories are faith-based. Some of those stories are around their bike and their machinery or their family. I had a real privilege, uh, you know, about a year ago to interview someone, spend some time with them. And then unfortunately he passed away the following week in a motorcycle accident. And so I was able to provide footage for the family and and him telling the story of his daughter, this incredible story of his daughter being um, born when the doctors said she would pass away and she was born healthy and everything. So it's a lot of fun, lots of riding and also uh, people's stories. Yeah, just incredible. And so I've been watching that myself and Good on you for getting that started. So let's talk about this principle of what's in the box. What does that mean to you? Yeah, for sure. Well, I worked for years as a sales rep, and one of the the best ways to sell somebody a product is to walk into their office with a box, put it on the desk, and then just to talk to the person about their life, their family, anything they want to talk about. Eventually, as you said at the start, curiosity gets the better of them, and they ask you. What's in that box, Matt? Well, psychologically, the minute they've asked that question, 
you've got them on the hook, you know, for whatever you're going to sell for that product because they're really inviting you into that space and wanting to know what you've brought them. Yeah, so that's kind of where this idea came from originally. So when I think of evangelism, I think that, you know, evangelism is not a program, it's a lifestyle. It's an outward expression of an inward Holy Spirit engineered transformation in our lives. So I'm all about genuine friendships, genuine relationships, not trying to pull somebody across a salvation line, but spending the time with someone until they say, what's in the box? So in other words, they're asking you, tell me what makes you tick. I like you. I value you. I trust you. Now, you tell me what it is. Why do I trust you? Why do I value you? Why do I like you? It's a great way of then being invited into someone's world, into their life, to be able to then share what's the important things in your life, in your marriage, you know, with your kids, in your workplace. And, of course, as Christians, everything revolves around Christ. Everything is faith-based. So I've just found that's a really, I was going to say tool, but it's actually just become a lifestyle for me and my wife. Sal, you know, it's just become our life with people. It's not about dragging them across the salvation line or, or trying to be some slick Christian salesman because nobody wants that. No one wants to feel like a project. So it is about being very genuine with people. Yeah, so I love that answer. Um, and what I hear, Matt, from you is it's genuine friendship with people because what we're not saying, when we say what's in the box, we're not actually trying to say that we want to come across as salespeople that are trying to sell Jesus. No, not at all. We're trying to grab the principle of what you're saying, Matt, about people asking the question, or, or I put it, curiosity kills the cat. Let's talk about when you do answer, because we're absolutely not saying we're trying to sell Jesus like someone knocking on your door and cramming him down your throat. So we're assuming that we have genuine friendship with people and that they start to ask questions. So when you do have an opportunity to answer, what's your demeanor or what's your what's going on in your mind at that point if you're not wanting to be a salesman? Sure. I'm all about genuine relationship, you know, and the reality is that God the Father sent Jesus, as we know, for everybody. So we've got to look past people's lifestyle, past their choices, past um, the things that are important in their life. We've got to look past all of those things, their morals, their ethics. We've got to look past that and see what God the Father sees, which is what he sees is a son and a daughter that's not in relationship with him. If we are able to see that, then that allows us to be very genuine and, um, and determined, I guess, and intentional about relationship building so when someone asks a question recently we had uh, some new friends who are a lesbian couple and they're over for dinner and five minutes into the dinner straight away they're like matt why do you go to church what happens at church why do you pray how do you know god's listening how do you know the bible's true so here we are with this um lesbian couple just great great ladies they're really beautiful ladies and the entire night, they guided the discussion towards God. Now, that's come about because Sal and I are just their friends and they trust us and they're in a safe place. And so for me, that's a perfect example of what's in the box. You know, what is it that's in your life 
that's attractive to someone else? How does God shine out of your life in a way that people look at your life and go, it's more than, you know, often we hear people say, oh, there's something different about that person. It's more than that. I'm a firm believer. It's way more than that. It's about somebody looking at you and saying, I feel trust, you know, I feel that we can trust you. So I'm now going to ask you a very personal question. And they want a personal answer. They don't want a lecture. They don't want you to quote scripture to them or to say, you know, oh, give them one of those stories. We've all heard about the person walking across the beach and throwing the little starfish in the water or the wind of the Holy Spirit capturing the sails of your boat in life. Like they don't want to hear that. They want to hear your story. They want to hear what is it that, that is so personal for you and so real that I can now share it with someone and they can go, you know what? God is real. God does love me. God is full of grace and mercy for me. For me, that's the real key. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. As a believer, how much does the thought of where I am, God is, you know, like I bring God with me, does that shape what you do? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm all about that, whether we're riding the Harleys, sitting in a pub with a couple of outlaw bikers, whether we're having dinner with same-sex couples, whether I'm at a conducting a funeral where people say, oh, we don't want any religion, that whether I'm out on the road making a YouTube video, hearing someone's story for the first time, for me it's all about taking God's presence to a place and then allowing people to discover him. You know, my foundational verse for my entire life is 2 Peter 3.9 that says, you know, the Lord's not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness, but he's patient with you and with me, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So we have to be patient. We have to be willing to sign up for the long haul journey of genuine friendship. And if some of these friends that we hang out with never accept Christ, that's between them and their maker. But I'm going to do everything I can to be a, in that, yeah, as a genuine friend and really be in that place of friendship so that whether it's a hard time that they're asking you about a marriage breakdown or something wrong with their kids or, you know, a problem at work or whether it's just that. So what happens at church? You know, what does it look like when you pray? Why do you read the Bible? Why do you believe? Tell me that. So I think we've got to be able to share in a very real and down-to-earth way, um, not lecturing people, although I've just quoted my foundational verse, not quoting scripture to people, but really just being very raw with people. Like Paul said, be all things to all men. Meet people where they're at. Um, I think that's a big key. Yes, absolutely. And I can do that, Matt. So I love what you're saying because ultimately I want to go away from <laughs> this interview and people listening to this episode thinking, okay, I can do that. Uh, that encourages me. It's something I can do. How do you see the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this? Yep. I'm constantly, you know, when I'm with people, mindful that that it's by God's Holy Spirit that sometimes you know something about someone that you wouldn't know otherwise, or you're able to get a really good read on a certain situation. You know, there might be a dynamic between a couple that, you, that you're talking with that all of a sudden you just, it's almost like you hear that little voice of God saying, just press into this area a bit more. Or, or I often find when I was very young, a mentor of mine said, Matt, if you want to be spontaneous, you've got to prepare. 
And so I'm very mindful that spending time in the scripture, spending time before God, you know, bringing people before God before we bring God before people, I'm very mindful that in that space I often will have a thought about a story or I'll have a thought about being adopted or I'll have a thought about motorbikes. or have, And I think I normally wouldn't bring that into this conversation. So then I just trust, you know what, that's a God thing. And I, and I run with it and I always see God's outworking in that, you know, whether that's to bring another family member into the conversation or whether that's to, you know, stay for dinner when you weren't expecting to, you know, or whatever that might be. Yes, that's wonderful. It's kind of like a perceiving. Is it a, is it a like perceiving what God is saying or, or perceiving that God is at work in someone's life? Totally. He, he's totally at work in everyone's life. I think, you know, we have to stop thinking of God connecting to people like a pick and mix, you know, like a bag of lollies. Yeah, he likes the bananas, but he doesn't like the black cats. Or he likes the red jelly beans, but he's not so good on the yellow snakes. The reality is he's for everyone. And so once we view people that they really are just an adopted son or daughter who's out of fellowship or out of relationship or out of connection with their Heavenly Father, that gives us a total new lease on life. We look at people differently. We are able, in my view, to really connect with the Holy Spirit and and get God's heart for someone and get God's spirit and God's leading. So. You know, you're in a space, you're talking about one subject, all of a sudden something comes up out of the blue and God just deposits something in your heart about something you are able to then flow into a conversation that you never thought you'd be in. You know, and a big part of this, of course, is being yourself. I talk a lot about Harleys because I love riding Harleys and I love motorbike riding, always have. So that's always been a big part of me connecting with people, whether that's riding a motorbike into a school hall that you're going to talk to or, you know, having a bunch of guys come with me when I preach at a church or sitting at a pub with a bunch of bikers who have never ever thought about God and all of a sudden you're talking about, so you guys are Christians? What does that look like? You know. So um, a big part of it is being yourself. So, for instance, if you're an accountant, look for God's leading in when you have conversations about somebody's finances or somebody's, you know, whatever it might be, um, they're looking at their books or their business. Look for God's leading um, to go beyond those sort of conversations and and follow his leading you know into the deeper places in people's relationships as you form genuine friendships yeah that's perfect absolutely i just love this it's really easy like i'm just i get so i guess agitated when i hear people like you matt because i think it it actually really is that easy and and we <laughs> and we can all do it matt we can all be a part of this great commission we can all be a part of this making disciples i want to know when you've got it wrong because sometimes you can think oh evangelists they always get it right they always get it right they're yeah. always winning all the time they're always kicking goals but have you have you ever got it wrong have you ever kind of messed up like this like are you fully human matt oh yeah totally fully human i can remember being in argentina once and um this this guy come over to me totally drunk asking me to pray for him for the Holy Spirit. And I remember thinking to myself, you're drunk. You don't know what you're asking for. So I refused and walked off. And later that evening, I was at a church and this guy walked in. It was about 40 minutes away in a different part of the city. And this guy walked into the back of the church with about five or six other drunk people with him. And at the end of the night, they all ended up down the front being prayed for. And, you know, I remember 
then really feeling almost like a bit of a tap on the head from God saying, how dare you? You don't know what I'm doing with my children. You don't get to decide. And ever since that moment, I've always had the attitude, no matter what is happening in my world and somebody I meet, if that's going to interrupt that, that world, then I'm going to let it be interrupted. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to look for that opportunity to deepen that friendship or deepen that relationship. I'm not going to judge somebody by their lifestyle choices. Christianity on the whole across the planet, we're facing some pretty major challenges of connecting with people. And if we allow people's lifestyle choices and that to determine whether or not we think that they're valuable to God or, or have the ability to connect with God, we are going to really miss out. You know, we have to go beyond that. We have to push through. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. If you're sitting with someone um, and they're talking about drug use or about to, you know, pull out a joint or, or something like that, that can be a really uncomfortable space to be in. However, however, if God has allowed you to be in that space and if you are listening to his Holy Spirit, it is amazing the trust that get it gets built up when they think this Christian didn't run from me because of a certain lifestyle choice. This guy that I've met or this girl that I've met, they actually were properly interested in me and they spent the time to get to know me and they want to walk life's journey with me. It's such a big thing, you know, just walking with people. But, yeah, I've got it wrong and I'm sure I will get it wrong again. <laughs> um, you know, I'm making it sound like it's super easy on, on this episode. And um, I guess I'm 52. I led my first friend to the Lord when I was 10. So I've had a long journey of connecting people to God and always been passionate about it. So, yeah, there's definitely been some times where I've got it wrong. And I'm sure there's times where I've missed it as well and not realized it until later or at all. Yeah, that's a great answer because it's not actually what I thought you were going to say, which is fabulous. So that's what I love about this <laughs> podcast. We do not have prescribed questions that we have people that we interview just that you know for those that are, are listening to this episode no scripts so what i really got out of that response matt was that as christians ourselves we can limit god reaching out to the world around us just by our own stuff that goes on in our mind or how we perceive God should move or what he will say. So how else do you think we limit God when it comes to him flowing through us, I guess, to get people curious to say what's in the box? Yeah, well, I think I think judgment's a big thing. You know, as much as we like to say or think that we don't judge people, the reality is we're, the minute your eyes are open, you're judging a situation. You're, you're judging somebody in that situation. So I feel like it's allowing ourselves to be in a place where we we know we're going to feel that judgment or think about that, but then it's like put it through the God filter. How does how does God see this person? Does he see their brokenness? Does he see their the fact that they are lost and they don't know it? Does he see that they're disconnected? Or is he like me that looks at someone and goes, oh, they've got a totally different lifestyle to me? I mean, some of my closest friends, I'm proud to say, and they are my closest friends, uh, guys who I'm sure I would be challenged by some people, why do you hang out with them? You know, why do you put yourself in that space? And my response always is, who's going to reach them? Because there's not, you know, we, we know in the Bible when Paul gets knocked off the horse and he's made blind, that's not happening all the time, is it? Like God's not showing up and just interrupting people's world 
in such a dramatic way that they totally see him fall to their knees and then change their lifestyle instantly. What he has done is called you and I and everyone listening to make disciples, to go into the world, baptizing them, sharing their life story and doing life with people. We've got to get this view that it's long-term. I was just having this conversation last night at a community dinner with someone and we were just talking about, and they were saying, their exact words were, Matt, I love coming here because people are doing a long journey with me in life. They're not just giving me a meal and a little prayer. They're actually here every week for me. They, and I've been coming for years and I'm going to continue to come for years because I feel safe and I feel loved and accepted and valued. And that is such a big thing when one-on-one we can do that with someone. So when we judge people, we do the opposite. We push them away. We make a judgment. Um, and it's almost like we've decided that we're God and we know exactly what's in his heart for this person, which we don't. Yeah, it's it's absolutely so true. I had an experience just this week, you know, with um, Israel, the disaster that's going on there with just on my own personal social media, someone not a follower engaging about Israel and that just developed into a wonderful conversation and now in a coffee appointment. It was just amazing. So love that. How do we even, Matt, realise or become aware of the people around us that God has in our world to even reach? Yeah, that's a killer question. The fact is if you can see someone, they're in your world and you're probably part of their faith journey, you know, um, whether that's uh, whether that's just a simple greeting, whether that's you're picking up on something that, you know, you start to talk to someone and then they mention, oh, well, when I was five, I used to go to Sunday school. Or, you know what, in my teenage years, I, I went to this Pentecostal church, but, you know, I sort of I got married then and then things changed. Like, I think, you know, we're all on a faith journey. Even people who have not discovered God, who have not looked at him, who have never thought of him, are still on a faith journey because they are in the heartbeat of God and God's heart breaks for them. So for me, it's like anyone I meet, I just figure that I'm part of their God journey. I'm part of their faith journey. And that might be a big part or a little part. It might be a really tough part. It could be a really easy thing, you know. Um, So for me, it's like, you know, for our neighbours, my work colleagues, uh, people I meet through the bike scene, Everyone I meet, for me, it's all about, well, if I'm meeting them, then that's not a coincidence. Um, you know that old saying, if you pray, coincidences happen. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's like if you're meeting someone, uh, if you're coming across their path, have the boldness to believe that God has engineered that you know, by his Holy Spirit. He has organized that, that path crossing, no matter how short or long, or how deep or superficial it may seem, you just don't know. You just don't know that that comment, that smile, that moment, that coffee, like you just said, that interaction on social media, that YouTube person watching, you just don't know. You know, recently I had a a guy send me a message from my YouTube channel saying, Matt, we've never met before, but I just want you to know, more than loving the episode, you have really helped me in life. And I was thinking, what a blessing that is. Because... A lot of my YouTube is mucking around on bikes and having fun and people sharing stories, obviously. Um, but it just goes to show that people that come across our path, God is bringing them across our path. So so have the confidence in your own faith journey to say, you know what, 
whoever comes across my path today, God, you have ordained that. And I'm going to make the most of that. And even if it's just saying hello to someone and a smile or treating someone at the, at the supermarket checkout with, with a degree of dignity by using their name, you know, on their name badge. Hey, thanks, Brenda. Thanks for putting my groceries through. You have a great day. You just don't know what that can develop. That is so true. And again, something we can all do. So I want to encourage you today as the listener to check out Matt's Minutes on YouTube. That is really fun. I'm going to drop in lots of links to other spaces where you can stay connected to Matt and and hopefully learn more from Matt. I, I just love following Matt and seeing how he does stuff. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's great. That really helps me reach other people for Jesus. I want to ask you one final question. And that is when we're talking about what's in the box, curiosity kills the cat, what's the number one thing not to do? Yep, that's a good question. In the Bible it says that perfect love drives out all fear. So my encouragement would be be bold. If somebody is asking you a deep question, don't palm it off or give a superficial answer. Um, don't necessarily quote scripture. In fact, I never quote scripture, ever. Um, I will share biblical principles with people in a way that connects with them. And then down the track, they might say, well, Matt, where did that come from? I must say, oh, I'll tell you what, there's this book called Psalms. It's really cool. Let me tell you a little bit about it, you know. Um, let, let people ask the question. You know, don't, don't think, hey, I've got a box here. I'm going to open it and I'm going to show you everything that's in it straight away. And, um, and overwhelm them. Wait for people to ask the question and be very targeted in your response. If they're asking, well, Matt, how come you and Sal have been married 30 years? I've been with my wife 30 years. We're not really doing that great. How come you guys are doing great? You know, I would say, well, let me tell you about some of the hard times we've had. You know, we lost a business. We lost our house. We lost everything. Let me tell you what it was that got us through that. So I look for opportunity to share real-life things in a way that connects with people. So then they go, what else is in the box? You know, what's the next thing they want to find out about? Because the deeper and the more vulnerable that you're able to be, you will find, as I have found, the more vulnerable I am, the deeper the questions, and then the more vulnerable the person is that I'm sharing. But my biggest key not to do is don't see people as projects. Don't see them as, I've got to get them to the next stage. Realize that your faith journey and their faith journey has intersected and just allow God to lead that process. Don't rush it. Just don't rush it. You know, I had a friend the other night, I was sitting there having a red wine with him and he said, Matt, I just want you to know I'm so glad that I met you. Now, this guy has got an incredibly hard past. And probably for eight years, we have just developed a really close friendship now to where now there is some incredible moments of sharing and deep thoughts about life, and marriage, kids, and where where you're at, where you're going, you know, if anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. So don't see people as projects. See them as God has brought them across your path. And this is a wonderful opportunity for you in your faith journey as well as theirs. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Again, I'm going to drop all the links into the show notes so that you can stay connected to Matt, so you can subscribe to his YouTube channel at Matt's Minutes and also lots of other social media spaces. So, Matt, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Really appreciate it. 
yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Anytime. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Hey, don't forget to check out our free sample course on missionwithgod.com forward slash free sample. Hope it's a blessing to you. See you next week.